tribulation. There'll be a time on this earth as man has never seen of judgment and wrath that will come. The great day of the Lord. The day of wrath. The great tribulation. Let's look at it and see what we can see. So hang in here with me. Set up. This is one of those messages. Are you kidding me? You're going to go sleep on a great tribulation message? Okay. Come on. Let's go. The great tribulation. In the Bible, it's called the day of the Lord. This is what it's most often called. You can check online. Thank you for watching online today. We usually have three, 400 each service that watches with us live. Thank you this morning for tuning us in at watchfclive.com. But this, you can check us out sometime. Check out all these scriptures. This is what it's most often called the day of the Lord. The day of God's vengeance is another name. So it's all through the Bible. You don't believe in the tribulation period, do you? Well, why wouldn't I when it's flooded like this all through the Bible? You hear me or not? You know people don't believe in stuff because they don't know stuff. You hear me, yes or no? Well, I believe in God, but do you know Him? Amen. Say, I don't believe that Bible. Most people that's ever told me that ain't read it. You hear me? I never believed in much. I didn't read either. You hear me, yes or no? Say, come on. The time of Jacob's trouble. It's called that. Keep pushing. The seventh week, say that with me, it's called the what? Oh, and by the way, we're going to come back and look at that one in a little bit. Amen? Come on. Not all of these, though. The great day of his wrath, the tribulation periods, all call these different things. Boy, that's one that's plain Jane, isn't it? The end of the world. That's what it's called. Many different names. The indignation. Lots of different names. Roger's just pushing. A time of trouble such as there never was. Well, that's pretty plain, isn't it? The tribulation period. And it's called the tribulation. Well, guess who called it that? Take a wild guess. Jesus called it that. Absolutely. So let's listen to Jesus. For then, Jesus speaking, shall there be what? Great. Help me now. Tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor shall ever be. Further talk on it. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be what? Shaken. The great tribulation. So, what is tribulation? What is this talking about? Are y'all with me so far or not? Have I already spun you out into a crazy land? Amen. You all right? Say. Amen. The word tribulation comes from the Latin word tribulum. It's described as a tool that separates the husk from the corn. So the tribulation will certainly be a time of separation. Things are going to be separated. Matter of fact, next week's message in this hour is uh, it's a crazy message, and it's uh, the separating between the sheep and the goats. It's in the Bible, Jesus speaking, and uh, it's, it's a good message. I think you'll enjoy it. The tribulation period will be a time of separating things through, through what? Great what? Pain and anguish. That's what's going to happen on this earth. Well, I'll just see what happens one day when I meet the man upstairs. I'm going to tell you something right up. That's your attitude. You don't want to meet him. You hear me? He's my good buddy. I don't think so. You're not going to live this life and think you're going to heaven by your good works or going to church or whatever. 
and reject Jesus Christ. There's only one way to God the Father. That's through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said it this way, I am the way, the truth, the life. Say it with me if you know it. No man comes unto the Father but by. It is so clear in the Scriptures. But what happens, we don't know the Scriptures, or we listen to a man or a woman tell us something, whatever they think, but it's not from the Bible. That's why I put the Scriptures on the screen in front of your face. Amen. Say, I don't want to screw your life up. I don't want to stand in judgment one day before Almighty God saying, Pastor Clark, Gary Clark, you're the reason people went to hell. I want to stand before the Lord one day and him say to me, well done, you good and faithful servant. Amen. That's what I want to hear. Amen. So we're going to teach the truth. But this is one of those areas that you don't necessarily have to teach it in church. You won't see it much, but it's in the Bible. I think we ought to talk about it. Amen. Say, even if I don't get it just everything just right, we're going to make an effort today. Okay? So, Jesus speaking. This is huge. Say huge with me. This is huge, man. This is, this is the crux of the message today. When you, Jesus speaking, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoke of by Daniel the prophet, Daniel, Daniel, when you see this happen, stand in the holy place, whoso reads, say it with me, let him what? Understand, Jesus gave this strong scripture to people that were listening, people that were followers, but many of them were not followers. And they knew the Scriptures, and they would lord it over him, and they would put him down. Remember? The Pharisees, the Sadducees. And so Jesus said, boys, you need to go back and read something. Daniel. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to look at one of the most amazing, most important, and most profound prophecies in the whole Bible. Y'all ready to go or not? You just happen to arrive on a good Sunday. You hear me? Yes or no? You're going to see one of the most amazing prophecies in the whole Bible. Why am I going there? Because Jesus said, read it. He said, understand it. So we're going to do our best and see what we can find. So read and understand what Daniel the prophet is saying about the end of the world, about the tribulation period, what's going to happen. It's known as, here we go. The prophecy of 70 weeks. Can you say 70 weeks? Now look, guys, your head is going to pop here in a little bit. I'm just going to go ahead and give you a warning. Oh, my God, what are you doing to me? Okay, just hang in here. It's the prophecy of 70 weeks. It's going to be broken down into different numbers from the Scriptures, and we're going to see what we can find. Now, Daniel. We're going to give a little background on Daniel. Who was Daniel? Well, Daniel was living in Babylon around 550 B.C. Now, if you know Daniel, the book of Daniel, anything about the man Daniel, there's only a couple of men in the Bible. Doesn't mean they were sinless. They weren't. But that nothing ever was said against them that was evil or that they had failed. Daniel's one of them. Joseph, I believe, is the other. You got this man, Daniel, of impeccable character. He served, I believe through six different kings. You understand that, yes or no? We ain't talking about different administrations. We talking about different kingdoms that come in and take over. And there's one guy that keeps rising to the top. 
His name is who? Daniel. And he was a foreigner. He was a Hebrew. And yet in these wicked, godless kingdoms, there's this one guy that keeps getting lifted up repeatedly because of his wisdom and his insight. So Jesus says, "And eh, you better pay attention to Daniel. Amen? So, he was a former Jewish captive since his youth. Now, he was captured. And there were some other fellows captured with him, quite a few, but there were some that became famous. What's their names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, those were their names the king changed them to. That was not their names. Hanani, Mishael, and Azrael were their names. Amen? So, but, so here's Daniel. He's in these different kingdoms. He's in leadership positions many times. He's in prison. He's in places like that as well. He was, he was, he was hurt for his faith and judged for it by many others. So here's Daniel. He had been reading. Say that with me. What was he reading? He was reading whose prophecy? Jeremiah's prophecy that predicted 70 years of captivity. And Jews would then be permitted to return to Jerusalem. So he's reading this prophecy, and something happens. So let's look at Daniel, chapter 9, and see what we can find. Are you all with me or not? Now, it's very important <clears throat> that we look at some different dates. And that's the thing about the Bible. People say, you don't believe the Bible. Did you know the Bible mentions real places? Did you know the Bible actually goes as far to mention dates? Of things that really happened. Y'all hear me or not? So all you got to do, okay, you don't believe the Bible. That's fine. Do you believe history? Go and see if these actual places existed and if this king was king when the Bible said he was king. Yes or no? People that say they don't believe the Bible are very, very foolish. That'd be crazy. That's to say, well, I don't believe George Washington was the first president. We would look at you and call you an idiot. But we can get by with it if we say we don't believe the Bible. You hear me, yes or no? We have new and young history in this country. I've traveled to the Holy Land many times. Two, three hundred years is nothing for them. That's modern history. They go back thousands of years. They had people who were scribes that did nothing but just record history. That's all they did. So it's recorded. So when you see the Bible, guys, don't, you're doing it at your own peril when you say, well, I don't believe the Bible. That's not for me. You better listen. You hear me or not? Come on. So let's look at it. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. This is just history. In the first year of whose reign? Ahasuerus. Darius, Ahasuerus. Of his reign, I, Daniel, understood, I understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Verse number 3, And I set my face unto the Lord. Daniel read this and it shook him. I want to know what this is talking about. So I started to seek the Lord by prayer and supplications and I fasted with sackcloth and ashes. That's repentance and just getting totally right with the Lord. I want to know what God is saying. I want to understand. And during this prayer time that Daniel had before the Lord, say it with me, something 
Come on, church, one more time. Something happened. Are y'all with me so far? Some of you are bobbing and weaving, though. Hang in there. Oh, Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. Oh, Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake. Oh, my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. So he's praying. He's talking to the Lord. A good man. And while I was speaking and praying, say it with me, and doing what? Confessing my sins. And here you don't think you need to confess your sins. And Daniel, one of the greatest men who ever lived, he's confessing his sins. Let that sink in. And the sin of my people who? And presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God, or Jerusalem. Yea, while I was speaking, Daniel says, while I was praying, uh-oh, something happened. Even the man, say his name. You ever heard of Gabriel before? Oh, yeah. Even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, he touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Now, these are words that sometimes we don't understand. That, that word oblation is just during the evening offering or during my evening time where I was worshiping and committing my time to the Lord in the evening. Something happened when I was doing that. Gabriel showed up. And he informed me, and he talked with me, and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give you, say it with me, skill and understanding. The Bible in the book of Peter Peter says, we didn't receive the Scriptures by the will of man, but holy men of God were moved as the Holy Spirit of God spoke to them and through them. That's why we call them the Holy Scriptures. You understand that? Gary don't preach from Newsweek on Sunday. Y'all listen to me or not? We're not going to get together... Bring us all in here and me preach from the newspaper. Amen, say. We'd all be depressed. We preach from His Word. Though we don't understand sometimes, we do, do, we do the best we can. And we can learn. Amen? So this is one of those days, guys. So something happens. Gabriel comes up and I'm going to help you with your thinking. You want to understand, Daniel? You're making an effort here? And Gabriel shows up. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show you. Because, Daniel, you're greatly beloved. You can be trusted. You're seeking the Lord. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the what? Right. We're getting there. So are you ready to read and understand like Jesus told us to? Yes or no? Is Jesus the one that said, read and understand Daniel? That's what he said about the tribulation, about the end of the world. He said, listen, go to Daniel, understand it, read it. So that's what we're about to do. The vision. He had this vision from Gabriel. Obviously from the Lord. Seventy weeks, say seventy weeks, are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city 
to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most Holy. Know therefore and understand from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, shall be how much? Seven weeks. And say it with me again. And three score and two weeks. So seven, three score and two weeks is 62. So you got seven, three score is 62. Can you all say 62? So we're talking about 70 weeks. The first is seven. The next one is 62. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. Keep looking. After three score and, six, and two weeks or 62 weeks shall Messiah be what? Cut off, but not for himself. Say not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come to destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant of, with many for how long? So we've seen 70 weeks in that prophecy so far. We saw 7 weeks, 62 weeks. 70 minus 7 minus 62 equals how many? 1. So he's, he's getting all the weeks here. And it's complicated, but hang in here with me. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Somebody's going to come and, and, and do a covenant for one week. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation or the offering to cease, to stop. And for the overspreading of abominations evil, he shall make it desolate even unto the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Big words, crazy words. But the good news is there's some math, and I was good at math, believe it or not. Okay? Seventy. Seventy weeks. There's going to be seven. There's going to be 62. And there's going to be one. Got it? Yes or no? So you see you're ahead of so many people, it ain't funny. So 70 weeks are determined. They're going to happen. Now, what is meant by 70 weeks? Now, this is very important, guys. Are y'all still alive? What is meant by this 70 weeks that Jesus said, go and study, go and understand, go and read? Well, the literal translation is 77. Say that with me. 70. How many days are in a week? Take a wild guess. So 70 weeks is 70 what? Help me now. Seventy weeks is what? Seventy sevens. So seven of what? Seven of what? Well, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the what? Say years. Say years. So seven of what? Seven of years. Got that? Seven equals Speaks of seven years. When you see the seven, it speaks of seven years. A week is seven years. So just stop for a minute. We're going to do some math with you in a second. But so if there's 70 and it's seven a week, it speaks of a seven years, then the first seven would be seven times seven would be 49 years. Then those 62 would be 62 times seven. And then that last one would just be one, and it would equal seven. Did I lose you on that? Roger's really flashing lights because I'm not making it. Buddy, this is a tough one to go fast, okay? As an example, a century is how many years? Sure. A score is a decade is. 
Now you know a week when it comes to years is how many? Sure. See, got it? Yes or no? That's what he's talking about here. It's not that complicated. But if you're reading it through weeks, weeks, days, what? So in this passage, a week will equal seven years. Now, Pastor, we ain't learned much yet, but we're getting there. If Roger will hang in here with me. Now, when would Daniel's 70 weeks begin? When would it begin? When does his 70 weeks begin? Well, it begins with the command to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. This is in the Bible. The event is revealed in Nehemiah chapter 1. You can go back to Nehemiah and see it. As the 20th year of Artaxerxes. Okay? So, that's when this begins. Many experts, which I ain't one of them. I ain't one of them. I ain't one of them. Okay, you got that, right? But wait a minute. Many experts as well as my encyclopedia sets the date of when this rebuilding would take place is March 14th, 445 B.C. Did you know the Bible has real things that really happen and real dates? Did you know God's not intimidated on telling you the, the truth? Yes or no? He's not intimidating. He's not going to cower. I don't believe the Bible. Is that going to intimidate God? <clears throat> you understand? Yes or no? You're going to intimidate Him with your unbelief? Matter of fact, if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're, that trying to intimidate Him like that is going to lead you to hell. The Bible says it's impossible to please God. For everyone that comes to God must do what? Believe that He is. You cannot come to Jesus Christ without faith. Amen? And we think it's really hard. It's not when you've got a book called Truth with real dates and real people and real things. And that's what we have here in this prophecy. So, there are four distinct time periods mentioned in this prophecy. All right? Now, it's going to begin with the rebuilding of the temple. There's an actual date that that happens. So the first period is seven weeks. Seven weeks. So if it's seven weeks, if a week is seven years, this first period is how many years? Help me one more time. If it's seven weeks and the first one is how many years? And we know another one's going to be 62 and then there's one final one. We're talking about the tribulation period if I make it today. So know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to do what? To restore and rebuild what? Unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. So let's break it down. The rebuilding of the walls and streets of Jerusalem is the first thing. This literally took place. Shazam literally took place during the time of 445 to 396 B.C. As the angel of Gabriel said it would. Are y'all hearing me or not? By the way, did the angels tell Mary, you're going to be with child of the Holy Ghost and you're going to have a child and you're going to call his name Jesus? Did that what happened, yes or no? Uh, he's pretty good for what he says. Yes or no? Amen. So he said this was going to happen, and it happened. Check out Nehemiah, in case you doubt it. Check out Nehemiah later this afternoon or this week, chapters 2 through 6, and watch the rebuilding of the temple take place right before your very eyes. And check out who's king. 
And then pull out your encyclopedia and check the date if you want to. Yes or no? Amen? So that's the first period. So 49 years, that temple will be rebuilt. And it was. Yes or no? Amen? What about that next period? There are 70 weeks. We've dealt with seven of those sevens. Now there's that long period. Long, man. 62. 62 times what? 62 times seven. That's a long time. 434 years. Surely the Bible is just goofy and nobody knows it and they're just people making up stuff. Am I going to believe you or believe him? I believe I'm going to believe him instead of believing you. Amen? Say, I'm going to put my faith in God, not my faith in you. Amen? You hear me or not? And this is just one of those things that will increase your faith tremendously. Look at this one. After three score and two weeks, how many weeks is that? 62 times what? So it's 434 years. So the first part of the prophecy, the temple will be rebuilt, rebuilt in this time, and it was. The second part of this prophecy, I know I'm trying. He's flashing lights at me. He's doing that for you guys. Here we are. This, the second part would be 434 years after three score and two weeks. Say it with me. Shall who be what? Read it with me, but, but not for who? See there? He didn't do it for himself. 434 years, something's going to happen. Second part of that prophecy. Well, here's the weird thing, guys. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, was crucified. 434 years, 396 B.C. to A.D. 30. You do the math. Now, keep looking. Let's just explore it a little. Because I'm not a scholar, I do listen to them every once in a blue moon. Most of them are crazy. I'm going to just be honest with you. That's another story. But the British scholar, Sir Robert Anderson, reduced the first two periods into their exact number of what? Their exact number of days based on the calendar. Okay? It's amazing what he came up with. The total number of days in the first 69 weeks is 483 years, which is 173,880 days. Okay? Keep looking. Anderson points out that if one begins counting forward from March 14, 445, the day runs out on April 6, 32 A.D. Anderson concludes that this was the very day. I'm not going to do that. But he concludes by looking at the math in Daniel and taking it literally, just like what he said. It's the very day when Jesus Christ made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Prophecy given over 500 years earlier. Isn't that crazy or what? Say, check out Daniel's prophecy so far. Jerusalem's streets and walls would be rebuilt. They were. Number two, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be cut off, but not for himself. Did Jesus Christ come meek and lowly to save you and me, or did he come for himself? He came to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. He came for us, guys. He didn't come for himself. Was he cut off? Was he crucified? Was he buried? Absolutely. Did they try to do away with him? Yes. Didn't happen. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father where he ever lives to make intercession for us. He died for us. Yes or no? This prophecy said that would happen. Now, I know how many heads about to pop like I thought it would? There you go. Good, good, good. Got some head poppers. Good. 
It should be impressive, though, the Scriptures. It should impress you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, the third period is a half a week. Now, it's seven. It's one week. It's seven years. We get that. The last one is seven years. But when you look carefully in the Scriptures, that last final seven years is broke down into two periods of three and a half and three and a half. What's three and a half and three and a half equals what? All according to this prophecy. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week and in the middle of the what? He's going to cause the sacrifice and the offerings to cease. There's going to be evil that's going to take place until the consummation, etc. Something's going to happen in the last days. The last... See, all of this prophecy's already come to pass, guys. The temple's been rebuilt. Check out your dictionary. Jesus came. Check out the Bible. Look at the world that changed. Christianity. <laughs> the church was born. There's one week left hanging. 69 of them are done. There's one week left hanging. That is the great tribulation period. Now, how many would say, yeah, my head about popped, but I sort of got a halfway little bit of understanding just a little bit this morning, like four of you. Great. Oh, Lord, help me. So the Antichrist is going to come. We talked a whole message a few weeks ago on the Antichrist. Remember? Remember, great politician, he's going to conquer with diplomacy. He's going to, people are going to love him. He's going to make peace with Israel and the Middle East. Is there peace in the news all the time? Peace in the Middle East, please, somebody solve the problem. He's going to come on the scene, solve the problem. Okay, so there's going to be a temple that will be rebuilt in Jerusalem according to this. Perhaps it's going to serve as a center of religious control. The great religions, the three great religions of the world are in Israel. Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Isn't that odd that, they're so, that their focus is right there in that city? Isn't that crazy? It's because it's the Bible. The Bible's telling you the truth. So there's going to be a covenant with Israel, peace, peace in the Middle East. And apparently the Antichrist is going to be held by Israel as her long-awaited Messiah. They rejected Jesus. They will accept him. Jesus said, another's come. You rejected me. Another's going to come, not in my Father's name, and you're going to accept him. That's one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Muslims will view this Antichrist, because they're there in Jerusalem, as their long-awaited what? Mahdi. That's what they preach. They teach. He's coming. He's coming. So the religions of the world are going to celebrate over this peace. They have different ideas, different teachings. But everybody's in agreement. Even Christians, that's the sad part, will think he's Christ. You think there's a lot of really crazy Christians that don't know a whole lot today? Raise your hand yes or no with me. Yes or no? That just believe anything hook, line, and sinker? They can hear some ungodly actor, or ball player, whatever, and they can say, he can go, I give Jesus the credit, and they just start bowing at that athlete's feet. Y'all hear me or not? Say, we so want people to talk about the Lord. Don't sell him out. Jesus speaking, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, talking about the tribulation period, this last seven weeks, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whosoever reads this, let him see and let him understand. This is the end of the days. That's what he says. Now the fourth period, if the first part of that three, that seven years is three and a half years, is peace, it's lovely, everybody's holding hands singing kumbaya in Jerusalem, Okay? 
the last three and a half years is the last half of the great tribulation period. Then I lose you. And all hell's going to break loose on this earth. The peace treaty with Israel will be broken. Boom! Done! Because, see, Islam wants the total destruction of Israel. Is that true? Did I make that up? Yes or no? Does Iran want to push Israel into the what? Sea. Yes or no? Absolutely. Who's the great Satan? Well, Israel and us. The U.S. Because we're a Christian nation. The abomination of desolations will take place. This will happen, Jesus said. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. In the middle of it, he's going to break it. He's going to stop. This is many hundreds of years earlier, 500 years plus. This is going to cease. Even on the consummation, that determination shall be poured upon the desolate, etc. Something's going to happen in the middle. And from that time, the daily sacrifice that had been happening in the temple is going to be taken away. The abomination makes... The, that maketh desolate sets up, and there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Do you know what that math is? Guess what three and a half years equals? Something like a wild guess. That. Just remember if you don't hear anything else I said today, God's not intimidated by telling you the truth. God's not intimidated. The first verse of the Bible saying, In the beginning I created the heavens and the earth. And man ever since has been trying to think they did it or we evolved like a monkey or some kind of mess. God is not intimidated with punching you straight in the mouth in verse 1. You hear me or not? Say. And telling you, I, God, we, us, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, in verse 26, chapter 1, let us make man in our image and our likeness. So God made man in his own image. God is not intimidated by telling you the truth. Why should I be if I stand on his word? Y'all hear me or not? The only difference is I have don't know what I'm talking about sometimes in this kind of stuff. Y'all listening? But we're making a valiant effort. We're almost done, Roger. You don't think we are, but we are. He's like, you don't have the message I have. This is, the wor this is worse than any Holocaust story that's ever happened in the past. What will happen to Israel is worse than anything. It will be, it'll be worldwide. It will be widespread. How many thinks there's a force at work in this world today that would like the total destruction and annihilation of the United States and Israel? How many would say that? And that you, you got that not from the Bible. How many got that from my evening news? You know that's just from the news. How many saw that just in the news, right? Yes or no? You mean people are literally getting planes and drive over here, fly over here. They'll, they'll practice whatever. They'll fly from. They learn how to fly in Venice, and they'll, they'll go into the World Trade Center and kill over 3,000 people and think there's like 70 virgins waiting for them when they get there. There's some... Weird, whacked out stuff going on. You hear me? Jesus said you better wake up. Said it a long time ago. Listen to how Jesus describes this time. What? The great tribulation. Let's listen to his words. What will happen during the tribulation period? When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet stand in that holy place, the Antichrist... When he comes and he breaks that treaty, you read and you understand what Daniel says. Then let them which be in Judea, in the Israel area, flee to the mountains. Get out! Run! Run! He said this in about 30 A.D. 
Do you think if something happens, all hell breaks loose, Israel better be running? Yes or no? You think they better be? Yes or no? Isn't it amazing? Let him that which is in the field, if you're out there working, don't you go back there and get your clothes. Woe unto those women in those days that have a baby who have a little infant in those days that are giving suck to a child. It's always women and children seemingly that are slaughtered. There's a great slaughter coming. Pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Because they won't travel, they won't move on the Sabbath. For then shall there be, say it with me, great what? Gary, you don't believe in the great tribulation period like the Bible says. Well, I absolutely do. Because Jesus said so. Because the Bible says so. Who am I going to believe, the Bible and Jesus or you? Or CNN or some other news outfits? Fox, well, I could care less. I'm going to believe him. And I have reality that I live in, and it, we are, I believe, in the last days because we see these things taking place. I'm not saying get all scared. No, but I am saying, why don't you live for Jesus? Well, what's, what's he going to take to shake you? What's he going to take for you to finally start living for the Lord, saying I believe in Jesus Christ, and stop the crap? Excuse my language. Yes or no? Love, what's why fellowship? We love Jesus. We love people. What's it going to take to get us to love our town? I was at McDonald's this lady this morning, and the, and the lady just didn't get her coffee quick enough. And she's so, I really don't want to use bad language, but I'm not going to do it. But she was so angry at that woman because she didn't get her coffee. Well, if she was in Somalia, she wouldn't get even anything to eat. We are so angry and mean. Christians, would you wake up and be kind? Love people? What's it going to take? Oh, I got more time. You don't know what you've got. This should shake us, right? This is me preaching to Gary today. This shakes me. There's going to be tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world. Boy, there's been a lot of mess since the beginning of the world. Jesus said this is going to be so much worse than it's ever be or will ever be. Keep looking. Except those days should be shortened three and a half years. And We're not talking about centuries here we're not talking about hundreds of years only three and a half years he said except those days be shortened there should be no flesh that would be saved no one would survive but for the elect's sake because there will be believers those days are what then if any man shall say unto you lo here is christ or there believe it not don't believe it there's going to rise false christ do you think there's false christ and false prophets already risen up all over our world today yes or no Jesus said it was going to happen. They'll even get on a TV show and, and, and name the name of Jesus and lead people to hell. Yes or no? They'll want your money. They'll tell you stuff they saw. God told me. Bunch of crazy people. They're going to show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Do you think there's a lot of Christian people that are deceived by things they should be deceived by? They? Yes or no? Jesus said it would happen. Behold, I've told you before. Keep looking. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, don't go down there. Behold, he's in the secret chambers, don't believe it. For as lightning comes out of the east and shines even unto the west, so shall also the sun, coming of the Son of Man. But Jesus said, let me tell you something. When I come back, you're going to know it. Quit making these guys your little, your little, you know, 
Christ. When I come back, you're going to know it. Amen. Immediately after the tribulation, after those seven years, after that last three and a half years, those days shall the sun be darkened. Say sun be darkened. And the moon shall not do what? And the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now this is just Raj and me working in the office the other day. But Raj just made the point with a nuclear bomb. What happens? What happens to the sky, the sun, the clouds? You just don't see anything. Everything's changed, the whole landscape. The earth is shaking. Do do we have in the news right now a madman that wants to destroy the United States with a nuclear bomb? Yes or no? Is that true or did I make that up? We haven't heard stuff like that. Like we've had, we've had people that have had them that said, if you do this, we're going to do that. But now we got somebody on the scene that seems to just want to annihilate us. Yes or not? Let me ask you this. You think if the United States got weak and we allowed a little here, a little there, something like that to happen, you think there'd be other people getting in line want to destroy this country? You know it. You better have your faith somewhere else other than in yourself or in even in this country. You better put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's the message today. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. They shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Thank God. Jesus will come. That's the great tribulation. How many are like, Mark, I can't believe I wanted to get up today and be, I wanted to have something nice. You're a lunatic. Something wicked comes. Think about it. Let's praise the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen. Come on. Woo! Amen. Come on, let's get on up. Come on, we made it. That's crazy. Stay with me now.